Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of August 19, 2018. The Kentucky Office for the Blind and the Kentucky Office for Vocational Rehabilitation will become one combined agency on October 1 of this year. The SRCs, Statewide Rehabilitation Councils, for both existing agencies will be dissolved and a new council will be organized. Shirley Stivers, Todd Stevens, and I represent the Office for the Blind SRC on a committee charged with helping to create bylaws for the new council and addressing issues related to seats on the council for representatives of the blind community. We will hold our first committee meeting this week. We'll keep you updated on developments and we'll be encouraging people who are blind or visually impaired to participate in various capacities on the new council. It's only been about a month since many of us returned from the ACB National Convention in St. Louis, and it's already time to begin thinking about the 2019 convention in Rochester, New York. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator, posted a very informative email on Friday with an overview of the facilities, detail about hotel costs and restaurants, and even information about parking and airport shuttles. Rather than just read this article, we asked Janet to visit with us here on Soundprints and share some of the excitement already building around this next ACB convention being held in a part of the country that ACB hasn't visited since 1964. Get in on the fun on page two. Last week's Soundprints was posted late on ACB radio, and so we're including the interview with Amanda Salm, updating us on the first nationwide conference call for ACB members under 40, and including news of a second call planned for September. It's on page three. And on page four is the Soundprints calendar. Page two. On Friday, a very interesting article appeared on the uh, ACB convention list and the leadership list on the ACB. And it had to do with the upcoming convention next summer, 2019, in Rochester, New York. And it was just a really good introduction to the whole uh, convention and how it's going to be configured. And it's really different from what we've done in the past, at least for many, many years. And so I thought it would be fun to have Janet Dickelman, the ACB Convention Coordinator, on Soundprints to get us all started thinking about Rochester and excited about this convention that's in a part of a country that we haven't been to in many, many, many years. So, Janet, welcome to Soundprints and Give us an overview of Rochester. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And I decided to send something out because I've already been getting several, had already been getting several calls about Rochester. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's just send everything out. So I wrote up some information. And this information will be in the ACB Braille Forum also in October. And it is on our website, but it's out on all the lists also. And basically, as Carla said, gives an overview of the convention. So let me just give you a couple of basic things. First of all, our convention dates are Friday, July 5th through Friday, July 12th. We'll have first Friday and final Friday tours on those Fridays. Saturday evening will be our opening general sessions, and general sessions will run Saturday evening, and then in the morning, Sunday through Wednesday, 
And then all day Thursday is our business um, general session. And, of course, Thursday's general session is the election of all of our ACB officers. So I know a lot of people think, oh, I don't really want to be there for the final general session, or there's not that much going on. But this is going to be very important. They're all important, but this is an extremely important general session. So you don't want to cut your time short, and you want to make sure you attend this. We and will be getting... We will be getting a new president A new year. president will because, be getting... Yes, well, because Kim can't run again. That's right. Kim cannot run again. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Campbell, Ray secretary, Campbell can, can't run again either. Not run again, can he? No, no. So, so we'll, we'll have two, two new officers for sure. Yes. And you just never know what's going to happen. So you definitely want to be there for that. Plus our banquet will be Thursday evening, the... 11th. We don't have our banquet speaker yet, but I know Kim said she had a couple of ideas. I've got a couple of ideas, so I know we're going to have a great banquet speaker again good. this year. Yes. And yes. then our business partners, our groups that have large, you know, our sponsorships and our other business partners, such as Google and Microsoft, they'll all start their sessions on Saturday, as will some of our affiliates and committees, and those sessions will run basically through Wednesday, and we'll have tours throughout the convention. So we've got a lot of things coming up. Oh, can I tell you? I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you guys first about a tour that we just booked. Oh. Are you ready? Yes, already we, booked a yes, tour? we already booked because we found out that it was going quickly. But we are doing a dinner cruise on the Erie Canal. Oh, my goodness. And we will go through the locks. Okay. So what they said, and it's a plated dinner cruise, so no buffet, Mm -hmm. and they said that the only thing you have to be careful of is when you go through the locks, everybody has to be sitting down because you have to, you don't want to be standing because you have to have your head, you know, you can't have your head too high. So, of course, that reminded me of the low bridge, everybody down, Erie Canal song. Yes. That will be really cool. I've been singing that in my head. So so when is that going to be, Janet? That will be the first Friday night. The first Friday night. Yep. Okay. How and fun. we're still working on our first Friday day tour. I believe we know what we're going to do, but that's not confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also believe, we know that our final Friday night tour is going to be a uh, baseball game oh. for the Red Wings, which is the Minnesota twin, Twins farm team. Mm-hmm. And we will have a dinner included in that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of baseball fans will be very excited about that. And minor league games are, you know, a lot of fun. And they are fun, and yet they they have a different, a different feel, feel to them. They do. Um, at least I'm told that. I've never yes. been to a major league park, but a major league minor league park. It, well, no, I, I've, I've, no, I've never been to to like um, like the Cincinnati. Uh, or St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, okay. uh, You know, to a to a major park. Um, but, uh, but I have been to the minor league team park here in Louisville and, you know, you don't even have to be a baseball fan no. to enjoy going, to I hate baseball. Have activities going on, yeah. we'll have a picnic dinner and, yes. you know, so it's going to be, and it's, it's, be it's fun. just, and it's the, just fun. Final and Friday. Yeah. In addition to our, hopefully we're planning for the final Friday, a trip to Niagara Falls. Ooh. That will yes. be popular. Yes. Yes. And we, we will be staying on the U.S. side because they do require passports now to go to camp to the Canadian side. So we decided that was just a little 
yeah. could be a little difficult. So yes. I don't want anybody to go to the Canadian side and not be able to get back. Well, exactly. <laughs> and and you don't want anybody to get on that tour, get up there and just go, oh, I oh, forgot my passport. Yep. You know, yeah, and it'll happen. Yes. Yeah. So or, oh, I didn't know I needed one. <laughs> yes, we're staying on the U.S. side of the falls, but that will be, so we've got a lot of exciting, and then a lot of things in between that we're, you know, still working on, of course. Right, right. Well, Janet, tell us about the, the hotels. All right. We have two hotels. Mm-hmm. We have the Hyatt Regency and the Rochester Riverside. Mm-hmm. And if someone's going online looking about the Rochester Riverside was the Radisson. They've just changed their name recently. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I stumble and call it the Radisson, please forgive me because I'm still trying to get used to the change of name. Mm-hmm. The two hotels are across the street from each other. There is two, are two ways you can travel between the two hotels. You can walk up to the corner if you go outside, cross where they have an audible pedestrian signal, by the way, and go from one hotel to the other. Or you can walk through the walkway of the convention center, and that connects the two hotels. Mm-hmm. And both hotels will have about the same number of rooms. We will have meetings in each of the hotels. And we will also have our general sessions and our exhibit hall will be in the convention center. And people are thinking, oh, that's going to be a lot of walking. But you know what? It's not. I was talking to, first of all, no no stairs. Everything's elevators or escalators. (laughs) I loved your article. It says, no no historic stairways. I love those historic (laughs) stairs in Union Station. But I know they were, you know, an issue for some people. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I was talking to... If some of you noticed, we had a representative from the um, Rochester Convention Visitors Bureau who had a booth at the conve- at our exhibit hall in St. Louis. And I said, now, Amanda, refresh my memory, because it's been several years since I've looked at that property, and I, I was quite certain I was correct on this. But I said, now, walking from one end of the hotel through the convention center to the other end of the hotel is not as much walking as it was walking through Union Station, and she said, no, not at all. Yeah, and I, I, and I think that's correct. Years ago... Because I wanted to make sure yeah, that yeah. I was... But it's kind of compressed space. It's up and down. Mm-hmm. And I think... And both restaurants have... Uh, both restaurants, I'm sorry. Both hotels have restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hyatt has a... If you're looking for fine dining, they have a Morton Steakhouse. They have a restaurant called uh, The Streets, or streets, and that is their breakfast, lunch, and dinner restaurant, Mm -hmm. and they have a full-service Starbucks. Mm -hmm. The Riverside has a grab-and-go coffee place, and then they have their restaurant called Rock Burgers, which is a burger, build-your-own burger, wings, you know, fun, easy food, things like that. Yes. And then there's there's other restaurants, you know, throughout the area. There's a couple other hotels in the area that have restaurants, and there's several other restaurants within walking distance. Uh, the great one of the great things about Rochester is everything's very close by. The airport is ten minutes from the hotel. The Greyhound is six blocks from the hotel. Amtrak is six blocks, and all three offer complimentary shuttles through the hotel. So whether you take Amtrak or the bus or go to the airport, you can just get on the shuttle going to your 
to your hotel. So I, I think people. I mean, are for really any of us it. who've walked, I mean, there were some long walks in Dallas. There's going to the um, office tower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. Um, Louisville. I mean, yes, that was a long that's walk. That's right. Nothing is going to be that bad here. That's right. That long here. So, um, and if anybody is driving to Rochester, oh, that—that's what really was amazing yeah, to me. Parking, daily parking is four dollars. Yes, a day. Yes, it was twenty-eight in St. At Louis the Union Station. Uh, yes, and the other thing that also caught my eye in this article was um, that the hotel rate is eighty-nine, which was the same in St. Louis. But your actual cost will be a be little, little bit less. less. Because the tax is only fourteen percent. That's right, and it was eighteen. It was over eighteen percent yep. in Missouri, and so um, your your uh, room nights are going to be a tiny bit less. The actual out of pocket room night. No cost for a shuttle, or no cost for. Mm -hmm. So maybe your airline will be a little higher, although mine wasn't. Much. Mine really wasn't, and I was able to find a direct flight from Minneapolis to Rochester. Well, we're thinking of coming to the fall board meeting. Oh, are you? Yeah, and we've checked flights, and you know, the cost of our flight from here to Rochester is only a few dollars more, not hundreds, no. but, but just a few dollars more than it was flying to St. Louis. And then you know what, Janet? It's basically the same change. We didn't have a direct flight to St. Louis, and we don't have a direct, flight, have a direct to, flight to Rochester, to Rochester but, but the timing is about the same. So, um, you know, it's it, it, I was really surprised. When, when I went to Rochester before, um, I pretty much only had American as a choice. No, now there's quite a few areas. Yes, there are, including Southwest. And so um, I, we flew southwest to St. Louis, and we'll probably fly southwest to Rochester. Yeah, and so there's very little difference in the cost. When I did some comparison early on between Rochester and a couple of other cities, it just depended on the It wasn't even west to east. It just depended on some of the flights. You just never know. I, I think especially with there being shuttle free shuttle that, to that the airport. Takes, you know, forty dollars off your ticket right there. Yeah, actually it was fifty. Forty fifty. Wasn't yep, it? Whatever. Um, I think. No, maybe yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, round trip. Uh, yeah. The number of meetings and events that we have you yes. know, keeps growing and we you, need to have a lot of meeting space to hold this. You cannot put um, a national convention in a hotel that accommodates a state convention. And the average temperature, I've been told, although this summer they've had, you know, it hotter as everybody has, the average temperature, I believe I was told, is between 75 and 80 in the summer. Yeah, so you probably need a jacket at night. So it's not going to be quite as warm as St. Louis. Not, nothing against St. Louis, but that was, a, <laughs> that was a warm... It was warm. ...warm convention. So yes. this will be... And for anyone with a guide dog... People have been asking me, well, which hotel should I stay at? Is there a difference? And the only thing that I'm saying, because we have about equal number of rooms at both hotels, if mm -hmm. guide dog users, if your dog likes grass, right outside the um, riverside is a nice big grassy area. Okay. 
So, and then there will be relief areas, yes, of course. There will be relief areas. Yes, at both hotels. At both hotels, and and also at the convention. At the center? convention center. So. Okay. So we'll go to the convention center for the opening for the gen general sessions, and and for exhibits, and then all the breakouts will be at at the very at the two hotels. At the two hotels. That's how I'm envisioning it now. Whether we end up having to have a couple breakout sessions at the convention center just kind of depends mm -hmm. with what happens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with our size. Well, I, I I think this is going to be a really exciting convention. You know what I think is going to be really neat is that. It is, it's an area that um, ACB has not been to. Really, uh, ACB did have a Rochester convention, but it was before any of us were there. Yeah. Um, it was in 1964. And now I you know you've got somebody who's listening to the show who's going to say, say, I was oh, there. I was there. Yes, yep. well. <laughs> if there's somebody who was there, let us know. Yeah. Let me just give you two quick pieces of information and then... I'll let Carla go on with the rest of her show. But um, if you are not on, have not been on the ACB convention list, so yes. if you did not get information la about the 2018 convention, mm -hmm. go ahead and you can send a blank email to, and I'm going to give you an, an email address, and then you will be subscribed to the convention announce list. It is an, an announce-only list, so you're not going to be getting comments or emails from other people, just comments and emails from me. And that will give you all the information about the convention as I pass it along. And that is acbconvention-subscribe, S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E, at acblists, L-I-S-T-S, dot O-R-G. So acbconvention-subscribe at acblists, dot org. And since I sent out this, information i have had 12 people subscribe to the convention list oh my goodness so that is great and now, only two who emailed me saying please take me off because i'm not going to be able to make it this year yes and you don't have to be going you don't have to be going to be on the list no you and can, you can read about the convention right? and you know if you're not interested you can just delete and you'll be on there for next year well, and the other thing is if you just plain want to know, right. if you're just curious, you're curious about what's going on, yeah. you can be on there. Sure. Anybody can be on the list. I don't go through the list and say, oh, this person didn't show up at the convention. Janet, also, um, just because sometimes uh, the members out there need to know what sometimes their groups need to do just to remind people um, things slip through the cracks and maybe some special interest group need representatives. Um, talk a little bit just about the convention planning list and how that works and um, maybe, and let's remind people to right. make I sure their group is represented on it okay. if they're doing an, an event. Just because you got your group in right away. Yes, yes. <laughs> You I were so surprised, weren't you? <laughs> I was very surprised when Carla emailed me with the information. Because I'm always like... <laughs> I, I always have to tell her, Carla, you've been through this before. You know what I'm trying what I'm, tr I'm trying to get people to send me this stuff, and you're not even sending it to me. What's wrong with you? I hold you to a higher standard. That's right. But this year, she got That's it in right. for me right away. See, I took away the opportunity for you to fuss. I know, you did. It's kind of disappointing. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I have a, we keep a list of a representative from every special interest affiliate, 
so the program chair for your special interest affiliate, and for each ACB committee. And that person is subscribed to our, my ACB convention planning list. And that is a list where I will send out information about schedules for getting information to us, uh, meal costs, potential speakers, anything that has to do with planning an event at the convention will be sent out to individuals on this list. So I just need one person from each affiliate and one person from each um, ACB committee. So if you are listening to this and you're on a committee or a special interest group, uh, just check with your president and say, hey, have you put somebody on the planning committee list? And I it doesn't be, have to be the president. It that doesn't gets have appointed. to be the president. Right. It really needs to be whoever's going to be overseeing the program. Right. Okay. And so how do they get that information in? Should just they just contact, they contact you? Yes. At Janet.Dickelman, D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N, at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or you can give me a call, and my phone number is 651 428 5059. I will say that about 80% of the affiliates have uh, sent me their information already, so thank you very much. The committees are a little lagging behind, but I think they're still, you know, in some formative stages as far as some of the committees are concerned, working on, on different things, so I'm giving them a little more slack, but I will be sending out some reminders. Mm -hmm. um, telephone numbers for the hotels, if you okay. wish to. Because you could make reservations already. Yep, people are doing it. Mm. Uh, the Riverside is 585-546-6400. And the Hyatt, you go through their national number, and that is 800-233-1234. And in both cases, just mention to them, make sure you mention that you are with the ACB Convention, American Council of the Blind Convention 2019. Okay. Let's and repeat make those sure numbers again. you get the room rate of 89. Right. Let's, let's repeat both of those numbers again. Okay. The phone number for the Hyatt is 800 233 And the phone number for the Riverside is 585 Five four six six four zero zero. And let's remind people: if you make a uh, reservation was, and then you can't, you you change your mind and you're not coming, um, you can cancel that reservation ahead, and you're not charged. But also, if you're going to do that, if you're going to make one of those reservations, that well, I, I might I'm. I, might I, go. I think I'm going to come, but I'm not 100% sure. Or if something comes up at the last minute, which, you know, it does. You, your best mm -hmm. intentions are you're going to make the convention, but then something happens. Check with me. Well, I, I'll be sending out information as to whether I need your reservation or not. But if it gets close to the convention, if it's, if it's end of April into May, st starting with the end of April, if you have a reservation that you can't use, Check with me and let me know if I need that reservation or not, because sometimes what happens is the hotel gets, we use up our room block, and then if the hotel, if you cancel a reservation because we've used our room block, that goes back into the general hotel um, reservations, and I may not be able to grab it or get it at that rate. Right. So right. it's very important to let me know. And also make your reservations. 
If you're planning on making your reservations to guarantee that you get the convention rate, you must book by June 7th. Okay. All right. But but don't expect that there will absolutely be rooms available by June 6th. Right. Because so. if, the as Janet, as you just said, if those blocks fill, um, th there may not be there may not be rooms available. So um, that's why it's so important. Once we get to the end of April, it's very important that a person if canceling a, a reservation get cancel, you in that process. Don't cancel it. Call me. Yes. Do not cancel directly. Email me. Call me. Say you have a reservation. I will take care of canceling it. And if I have people waiting for a reservation, this is what I did in um, St. Louis. I had my list of people who were ready to cancel, and I had my list of people who were waiting for a reservation, and then I matched yes. them up. And isn't that the fun? That were available. All right. Well, Janet, thank you. It well, sounds like you. it's going to be an absolutely. I'll probably be back a yes. couple times before the convention. Oh yes, I, I will tell you. We will want to have you back. Um, just looking ahead after the fall board meeting, because the convention committee goes to Rochester at that time. Um, at least part of the committee does to work yep. on tours, to work on some of the detailed planning for things like exhibit area, things like things like that. We'll want to have you back to talk about some of those things that once you get there, you'll you'll see things will start to to fall into shape and um, just to share some of the, the logistics the with people. Tidbits. And I have the two detail. people that I have tasked for the fall board meeting visit with working on the hotel orientations. Okay. ACB of New York is having their state convention the same weekend that we're going to be in town at the same hotel. Mm -hmm. And so they're also working on a hotel registration that will dovetail off for the um, Riverside. So I want to have those out as quickly, you know, not next week, but I want to have those out at least a couple of months before the convention so that people have time to review them. All right. Well, All right. thank well, you so thank much. You it's going to be fun. Me. We're going to be there. So um, we'll keep in touch. Thank right. you. Take care. Uh -huh. Thanks. Bye. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send to, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send to Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org lt. Page three. We're talking with Amanda Selm. She is the secretary of our Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation chapter, and she's also a member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board of Directors. And she wears some other hats as well. Welcome, Amanda. Hi. How are you guys? Uh, I think everybody's probably um, maybe 
hopefully cheery and happy and waiting to hear about some new activities for young people in ACB. Amanda, you last spring were the Crossroads Planning Chair for our Crossroads Leadership Conference, and you're also the Convention Chair for this coming convention for the Kentucky Council of the Blind in November. Um, but you're also working on a new project, and this came out of your trip to St. Louis. So tell us about that. Well, um, this was my first convention, um, American Council of the Blind Convention in St. Louis this year, and it was really exciting to go and meet so many people. And one of the things that kind of triggered the idea of starting an under-40 group within the national organization is that I kept hearing a lot of people that were around my age, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, say, well, we need a place for people in ACB for people like us. And I obviously commented and said, you know, I completely agree. That was the average comment that I responded with. So we came home, and it was really... It, it was really neat to see the outpouring of support from our chapter back here as soon as we had our next meeting. Um, I proposed the idea back in July, and overwhelmingly we decided to move forward with it, give it a shot. And the reason we wanted to form this group is because the under 40 group, I would say the 25 to 40 range is kind of a interesting time in a person's life. You don't exactly know what's going to happen, what the future holds. You might have a set plan, but there's 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 really there's really you really have no idea what what's happening, and that's kind of like where we're having you know we have kids, we have jobs, we have responsibilities, so. A lot of people who are blind and visually impaired need the support in those different aspects. So that's, that's kind of what got it started. And you don't fit in with students. Right. Because most of you are not students. Exactly. That's another, that's another point I wanted to bring up. Because with student organizations, you have to be enrolled in a two-year or four-year college and a lot of the, the question after that, after they get involved on the national level, sometimes even the state level, uh, the question comes up, well, what do I do now? And there's no really kind of transitional uh, organization that goes from the student organization sometimes to the, uh, the state level. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think that this is a good kind of in-between area. Mm -hmm. And Let's face it, not all of us are going to grad school, and some of us really, college might not be for us. So. And then also, for many years, ACB has had a place on the registration form that says, <clears throat> the check off on the, the first page, that says, mm -hmm. um, you know, are you a young professional? And it's, it may say 30 or under or whatever on there. And um, and that's that's a group, but... But that everybody that's in the in that in the age group of next generation um, isn't in a professional job either. Just like in society, everybody doesn't do the same thing. You can't right. paint that whole age group with the same brush. 
And that's, I, I think that's what I hear you saying is that this new uh, initiative that the KCB Next Generation chapter is heading up is, is for anybody in that age group, regardless of where they fall in that spectrum of job, student, um, just, uh, you know, regardless of what they perceive their situation to be, the age is the common denominator. So after you got home from the convention, you all talked about it. And we also got a call from the, some of the West Virginia folks. Donna Brown gave me a phone call and said, hey, um, we've got some young people. And we were just so impressed with the Kentucky young people at the convention. And how can we get together? So out of that grew the next activity. So tell us what happened. Well, as soon as that was happening, um, when we got home, I started sharing our social media page, which is the Kentucky Council on the Blind Next Generation, um, which is on Facebook if anyone wants to look that up. I started sharing that with other people that I became friends with at convention that sent me friend requests either before or sent me friend requests either before I got home or right after I got home. So I started sharing that with them. And what happened through that is I think the word started to spread on social media. And then we organized a conference call with, um, we organized a conference call uh, to be held on the Zoom, the Zoom cloud, which was this past Monday. And we had about 30 people on that conference call, including um, our KCV Next Gen mama, Patty Cox. We call her Mama because she's the founder. She's kind of what got it started here in Kentucky, and we were very pleased to have her along with all eight of our members on that call. And so the outpouring of support on the national level from people like you, Carla, and, of course, Chris Gray in Missouri and Donna Brown in West Virginia helping get the word out there, even John McCann in Arizona, the outpouring of support on the national level is just amazing because to know that we have that support to move forward is, is, is assuring. And it gives me, and I'm sure a lot of the other people that were on that call, it gives us a sense of hope that this will work out. So we, on that call, we introduced ourselves, and you all would be amazed at the leadership in other states um, and what these young people are doing in other states. We had people that were on a resolutions committee for their state in Michigan, and we had we had a 19-year-old from Massachusetts that was on there, and she was heavily involved in her chapter. And it was just, it, it was an outpouring of, of leadership. We had a, an ACB board of director on there, Katie Frederick, and it, it was really neat to see the diversity and Yes, we had a couple of Hawaiians on there as well. And so going all the way across the country and seeing how things are done differently, but seeing how the mindset really is there that we want to get we want to get this chapter started. Okay, and you also have an article coming out in the September Braille Forum, which was actually written before your phone calls. So Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it gives more information, too. So by the time you have your next call, that forum article will have come out. And 
um, that will reach some more people. So tell us about your next phone call. When is it of it? When is it coming up? Okay, so our next phone call is going to be on September 10th, which is a Monday, which is the Monday right after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be 8.30 also on the Zoom line. And um, 8.30 Eastern Time. I should probably mm-hmm. mention that as well. Right. So there's no confusion. And this call, we will be focusing on, you know, the goals for what we want to see out, come out of this affiliate, the direction, the goals, our ambition, so on and so forth. Um, maybe focus a little bit on we want the name to be somewhat um, just kind of we're still in the beginning uh, stages of trying to get things up and going. Uh, judging by the previous call we had, there was an there was an ongoing and outpouring amount of ambition from all of the people that were on the call that they really want to see this happen. And as we all know, it does not happen overnight. It really does take a lot of hard work. So this is just the beginning for us. So I think our goal is to really kind of lay the groundwork first before we dive into the more uh, complex subjects, I guess you would call it, or the stage two. So we're in phase one now, which is seeing where we want to go, what our goals are, and coming up with our name and so on and so forth. So that's what the next call is going to focus on. So we're inviting everyone. The announcement went out on social media this morning. Um, We're inviting everyone to bring their ideas, their thoughts, their questions, any any kind of anything they have that they need answers to. We're inviting them to come and participate in the uh, in the conference call. And this is we want support from those of you who feel like if you you can support us and you're over the age of 40, we want you there. We want your help. We welcome your help and your advisory. All right. And so that's at 8:30 Eastern Time. That would be 7:30 Central, uh, 5:30 Pacific. That's actually 2.30 Hawaiian time right now Hawaiian because time, they're yeah. six hours behind us when we're on daylight time. Hawaii does not go on daylight time. So they'll be, okay. um, it's 2.30 in the afternoon there. Uh, and the number that people will um, call to join is that uh, we have a Zoom cloud number from the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and that number is... Six six nine nine zero and the code is three five seven two five nine five one nine three. Now, Amanda, when you send out the information, you also have included in your announcements links where people can just get right into that call using their smartphones and so on. But if if you're just calling from a landline, you don't have to have a special um, smartphone, you don't have to have an iPhone or whatever to join the call, or a computer even, you can just call in as well on the landline. Mm-hmm. I want to say to Amanda, um, just kind of recognize the work of, of the, the Next Generation members here. It, it's a very interesting chapter because it's a small chapter, but it sure has a bunch of active people. 
uh, when we went to convention this summer, there were five of you that were at the St. Louis convention. And yeah. um, Joey Couch is the first vice president of KCB and has been a vice president for a number of years. And he's in Next Generation. He was our delegate this summer. And yeah. your husband, Matt, Matt is the president of Next Generation. Matt is the Next Gen representative on the KCB board. And he was our alternate delegate. And yes. when there was something that somebody needed to know, some those guys were right there. They were the essence of what the delegate and the alternate ought to be doing. So um, when people talk about that young people don't want to do things, oh, they don't want to join, they don't want to do this and that, a lot of people don't. But I, I would rather have, give me 10 good active people who want to do something as opposed to 300 that couldn't care less any old okay. day. <laughs> and yes. I just think our next-in people are tops. Oh, we we really, that's one thing we talked about when we were going to St. Louis was making sure that we got involved where we could. I mean, you had Matt and Joey who were heavily involved in general sessions. Yes. Uh, Samantha Hubbard and I, oh. we worked the mini-mall. You all lived in the mini-mall. <laughs> We loved it. I loved meeting all. That's the way I met a lot of people, that and doing tours. And then, of course, we were also um, heavily involved in the CCLVI, yes. which is the Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Mm -hmm. uh, we were involved in some of those events. And um, Ben Wright. Oh, I, and I then there was Ben. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, Ben Wright, who never sat still for two seconds. No. That whole week, he was everywhere. He and Joey yeah. roomed together uh, at the convention, and when and and Joey and um, Joey flew up with Debbie and Bill Detheridge and and Adam and me, and when we got to the hotel on Thursday, we got checked in, and we all had gone to our rooms. And Joey and Ben were gonna room together, but I think um, Joey got there before Ben, so Ben shows up, gets checked in, and Joey, when we ran into Joey that night at dinner, I said, well, have y'all gotten settled in? And Joey, Joey had already been to the store. He'd already been out and gone different places. He said, oh, Ben came in. He was there about 15 minutes. He said, well, I got to go. I got to go do this and that and the other. And, I mean, those guys never stopped. No. None of you did. And I don't know. Well, I guess, well, years ago when I was, your age, I suppose that I had as much energy, but you know, I'm really not sure I did. <laughs> it was amazing. You all just, you'd work at mini mall all day long, and then at night you'd be going to all these activities and things. And I hope that whether you can actually get your charter next year, I, I think, I have faith that by this time next year that you all will have a charter as an affiliate of ACB. It may or may not work out, but I somehow think it will. And that, and I, I want to say, too, that, um, you know, there, there's been attempts to set up this type of affiliate before, and they haven't worked because that affiliate isn't there right now. Um, but you know what, Amanda? That's not the only time that's happened. 
Um, KCB has tried to get uh, a chapter like Next Generation set up, but even the Greater Louisville Council, where you know we are a pretty large chapter now and very active, it took us three attempts to try to get that chapter going before it succeeded. So just because something doesn't work one time doesn't mean it isn't going to work. It just takes the right combination and the right timing. And I, I have confidence that, that you all are, um, are going to be able to help that along. And if it doesn't work, it won't be that it's a massive failure and, oh, goodness, we failed and, you know, whatever. It'll just be, that, well, maybe the time wasn't right. Maybe we need to work on this a little more. So I, I think you all are doing just a magnificent job. And, uh, we are doing, I think it, it all has to do with the support system we have, not just here. I mean, we have a great one here in Kentucky with our leadership here in Kentucky, but like I said, on the national level, seeing people from the national level really helps uh, spread the word and, you know, getting on our calls and saying, well, I can help with this and that, it, it gives me, it, it, like I said, it gives me the confidence and the reassurance that. I think it will work. I really do. And there's there's people out there also, you know, there's so many negative things that happen in the world. And there's people that are out there and they, they look for the negativity and the failure. But it's really nice to know that those people are staying hidden right now, and in my opinion, and <laughs> that we have this upbeat and positive vibe around us right now. And I hope it sticks with us. Because that's what we're going to need in order to get our charter. True. Very true. And to get your charter, you, you'll need 25 members. But I think you're off to a uh, off to a really good start. And as soon as you get that structure in there and you can begin collecting those dues, I think you're going to find that, that you'll make that 25 pretty easily. So, Well, I certainly appreciate you being on SoundPrints. Before we go, um, for the local people listening, tell us about the next, uh, next generation activities that are coming up. Well, we've got one um, coming up in August right now, and it's going to be on August the 25th, and we're going to be going to dinner at Cheddar's from 4 to, I think, 4.30 to 7. Okay. And... We just would love to, and that is not just for younger people. That is for anyone in the local area or surrounding area if you'd like to come and join us. On uh, August the 24th, we'll be, of course, participating in Roundabout. Uh, our activities typically start between get started between 7 and 7.30. And we invite anyone under the age of 40 to come hang out with us. Um, and we do different activities. Sometimes it's uh, games or we just hang out. Uh, it just depends on, like, what the vibe is that night. Sometimes we have a couple of planned things. We've been kind of out of the loop uh, with um, the KSB alumni last month. So uh, we're hoping to get back on track this okay. month with All right. activity. Okay. All right. Well, we will look for you then. And we were um, we were glad to see you for a little bit last night and um definitely looking forward to that cheddar's dine out that'll be fun oh yes yep. yes so all right well thank you so much and good luck to the next generation and the under 40 crowd 
on the new national initiative to get an ACB affiliate uh, going for that age group. Thank you very much. Page 4, the Sound Prince Calendar. August 22 is the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Peer Support Group meeting in Lexington from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP or for more information, call 859-259-1834. On August 23, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next peer support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville. It will be at United Crescent Hill Ministries and is open to any individual who is losing their vision. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On August 24, the Greater Louisville Council's Blind Roundabout will include a number of activities. Technology will begin at 3.30 the tip sheet from 5 to 5.30, page turners and the Tri-State Library Users Meeting, 5.30 to 6, dinner, $6 per person, 6 to 7, KCB Next Generation Activity, games and crafts from 7 to 9.30, all at the United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On August 25, there will be a Bards and Storytellers at the American Printing House for the Blind from 1 to 3 p.m. This is an afternoon's entertainment at the popular arts, folklore, and performance series that celebrates the entertainment industry traditions of people with vision loss. In addition to the performance, attendees will learn about the personal events and forces which shaped each performer's career. For more information, call 502-899-2213. On August 25, KCB Next Generation invites you to its next dine-out, 4.30 to 7 p.m. at Cheddar's, 10403 Westport Road in Louisville. For questions or reservations, call Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email amanda at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T, 87, at gmail.com. On August 26, ACB Families will have its next parent support group meeting. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. On August 27, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have their next membership conference call at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. And on August 31, GLCB will have its final roundabout of the month. Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5. Discussion, 5 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7, $6 per person and games, and some crafts activities from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. Looking ahead to the first part of September, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings on September 2. The Advocacy Committee meets at 7 p.m. 
and the Education Activities and Technology EAT Committee meets at 8. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On September 4, everyone is invited to participate in the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision conference call meeting. Participate from anywhere throughout the state at 8 p.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On September 6, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the line at 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. Remember that ACB Lions is a national affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, and you're invited to participate from anywhere in the United States. On September 7, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a roundabout, education and technology, 3.30 to 5, discussion, 5 to 6, dinner, 6 to 7, and games and crafts, 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On September 8, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 11 a.m. by telephone 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On September 9, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation will have its monthly chapter meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. The number is 669-900-6833. And the code is 3572-595-193. On September 9, ACB Families will have its next meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On September 10, KCB Next Generation invites ACB members and individuals under the age of 40 from throughout the United States to participate in its next nationwide conference call at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This is for the purpose of organizing a nationwide affiliate of ACB for individuals 40 and under. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572 595193 For questions, contact Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email alsmoot87 at gmail.com. On September 11, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will have a picnic from noon to 2.30 p.m. Central Time in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 for information about the location. On September 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold a meeting at 7 p.m. by conference call. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. For more information, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On September 12, KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Dial 
900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On September 13, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its peer support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information, call 502-895-4598. And on September 14 will be the GLCB Roundabout Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Tips 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, Bargain Table at 7 o'clock, Bingo $2 per person from 7.30 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. A few additional activities that you might want to put on your calendar include the Greater Louisville Council Quarterly Meeting to be held on Friday, September 21 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Statewide Convention to be held November 16 and 17 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville with hotel accommodations at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue and the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Christmas Party on December 1 and the ACB Radio Holiday Auction on December 2. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.